Okay. So uh, we left off. We read through Psalms uh, 69 and 70 last week. So now uh, we'll pick up in Psalm 71 here. Um, the the theme that my Bible says here is God, uh, the rock of salvation. So as keep that in mind as we're reading, uh, and uh, I'm sure that will that will come up and and uh, be evident here. So verse one says. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear and save me. Be my strong refuge to which I may resort continually. You have given the commandment to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. So David wrote a lot of these things. Um, this doesn't have David uh, written as the author there, but uh, sure seems a lot of, a lot like all this, the other stuff he would write. So some you'll see. Uh, actually, the next one we read was written by Solomon. Uh, then you'll have the sons of Asaph that they wrote uh, uh, their own. And uh, so we don't know the author for sure, but uh, uh, I would be willing to place if I was a betting man, which I'm not. Uh, I'd be willing to place my two cents on uh, that this is David. Uh, but uh, regardless, it doesn't necessarily matter. But when you consider all the things that David went through in his life, uh, as we've discussed, he always had a lot to write about. And uh, he would pour his heart out with his quill and with his uh, scroll, uh, I guess. And uh, that he would he would just write out what's going on in his heart. And uh, and we have the benefit of looking uh, to see what he was writing and what the Lord was ministering, uh, uh, you know, to him and uh, and how God ministers to us as we read it. So in you, O Lord, I put my trust. And uh, uh, I had that that underlined in my Bible, I think, for a long time, because uh, uh, oftentimes our, our trust is misplaced and we put our trust in just about everything but God. Right. Um, you know, think, think about the things that we trust in, right? We trust in our jobs. We trust in money. Uh, we trust in that car that we drive down the road. You know, there's a lot of things that, that have, 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 uh, come to a place where, uh, we'll, we'll trust that we're going to have what we need or we're going to get to where we need to go or those things. But overall, we need to understand why we have those things and from whom they came. Right. When when we understand that the Lord is the one providing for us and that we he is worthy of our trust, that all these other things make sense in our lives and they come together because of what he has done. You know, let me never be put to shame and deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape incline your ear and save me. You know, there that incline your ear. It's not that God can't hear, but it's asking God, give me your your active attention right now. Not that God doesn't hear, but they're asking for that. Uh, just just, uh, you know, I'm always reminded with, with stuff like this, like uh, with your kid crying out or, you know, a little kid crying out. Sometimes they don't think you hear. Right. I witnessed that today. A kid didn't think mother heard and they start freaking out immediately. And I'm like, relax. They're like three feet away from you. They just didn't hear. Right. But there's that, well, I'm not being heard. I need to raise my voice. I need to freak out some more. But if we uh, have our trust in the Lord, uh, we understand that he is uh, inclining his ear to us. Be my strong refuge uh, to which I may resort continually. I like that, the strong refuge, that rock of, of uh, refuge or rock of habitation. Uh, that one that you can go to. I like that it says that continually. 
that God doesn't get bugged by us going to him, right? How, how many times have you thought, oh, man, here I go. i got to come back to God in the same situation of I'm freaking out about this. God, can you help me? God's fine with that, you know, and he's going to usually put his you know hand on us and or touch our hearts and say, man, what are you fearing? <laughs> what are you fearing? I'm right here. I haven't gone anywhere. I know you were crying about this yesterday and you had this going on. And here it is today. You know, the Lord wants us to cry out to him. It's not a burden to him that we would cry out. You know, if we find if we're putting ourselves in the same bad situation every day, God's going to say, well, stop doing that. Right. But if it's just a, hey, I'm dealing with this, this this enemy of mine or or these thoughts of mine that I'm dealing with, those types of things that when, when we can pour them out to God, we're not burdening him at all. Uh, he, he wants us to cry out to him because he's going to show himself strong on our behalf. You have given the commandment to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. You know, uh, the, the psalmist here is writing that as they, they're crying out to the Lord, they already, they're comforted to know that God is already going to answer that prayer. Uh, so be comforted when we pray to know that the Lord is hearing our prayers. Uh, that's that's uh, if if it's not a comfort to you, uh, start praying and ask God to show uh, show you that He's hearing your prayers and He will. You know God's never uh, limited by whatever we're facing in our lives. But when we go to Him and say, Lord, I know I need to know that You hear me and that You're ministering to me, or whatever it may be, that we can uh, pour our hearts out with confidence, knowing that the Lord hears us. Now, when I say with confidence, knowing that He hears us. Uh, as I even said this morning, God isn't our genie, right? He's not. He's not there for us to go to, you know, only at times of need and and to fulfill everything we want, and then get back in there and go away till we need you again. That's not the relationship God wants with us. Thankfully, God God is not like that. You imagine how much of a mess our lives would be if we could do that. He wouldn't be God. He'd be a genie, right? We would own him, right? And we'd have no higher thing to look to. No higher one to look to, but that we know uh, from the, even what the psalmist is saying here, for you are my rock and my fortress. I know you've given the command to, to help me. Verse four, deliver me, O God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. Now, uh, that's that's a, a neat thing uh, to look at. Verse six says, "By you I have been upheld from my birth, or or sustained from the womb." So that upheld from birth can also mean sustained uh, from the womb. Uh, you are uh, he who took me out of my mother's womb. So, uh, in light of what we're uh, what we were facing here in this this state. Uh, regarding the protection of children in the womb up to even birth, um, that our government uh, still moved forward uh, and and voted in favor of people being able to end a child's life even up to full term uh, in this uh, this state uh, is is sad. I, I, we had met, uh, much time in prayer. We had uh, some uh, that went down to Augusta and shared their own testimony um, about, uh, you know, uh, uh, what was on their heart. Or some of them have had abortions and said, this is how uh, this this negatively affected my life. And you don't know what you're doing. 
uh, in allowing these things. Think of what this says here. You are my trust from my youth. When I was a kid, I understood that I could place my trust in the Lord. And then, and then to see here that this is the psalmist saying here that you have had your hand on my life since I was in my mother's womb. That God, that God is very much concerned with the life that is inside the mother's uh, belly, with inside the womb. That it says here, you have been, uh, up, uh, excuse me, uh, for uh, by you I have been upheld from birth. You are He who took me out of my mother's womb, giving credit for the Lord for sustaining their life and for their life actually happening, them being born and breathing breaths. And uh, and uh, living, and it says, uh, "My praise shall be continually to you, continually, that there wouldn't uh, be an end." So in verse three, it says, uh, "To which uh, you uh, be my strong refuge, to which I may resort continually." And then here we see at the end of verse six, it says, "My praise shall be continually of you." Now, the praise of God, right? So uh, the psalmist just wrote of, of, I've known you since uh, in my youth, and you preserved my life even when I was in the womb and gave me life, and therefore uh, I will praise you. you just just the, what, what we would consider the simplicity of, of being alive and breathing and having a heartbeat, right? Uh, that we can forget every day to thank the Lord for the breath that's in our lungs, Right? You ever been to the point where uh, you've lost a loved one or a friend or whatever, and you get we we get a uh, a heightened sense uh, regarding our mortality. I know I do. You know, any time I've ever been to um, a funeral or I've, I've heard the news that I've lost a loved one, and I'm going through that mourning phase of oh my goodness, I'm reminded of of my mortality, of how frail. I am and how frail our human bodies are, right? I mean, at points we've got, you know, a thick skull, some thicker than others, right? Uh, but but we also are, we're, we're just made up of, you know, flesh and bone, right? There, there's there's nothing to us physically, you know, that, that we're, we've got, uh, you know, all kinds of things, yes, to protect us, but we're also very frail uh, should this, the wrong thing happen here. And when this psalmist is saying, I'm just praising you that that you gave me life, uh, and I will praise you continually for the life that you've given me. You know, this is right after praying uh, for God to sustain the psalmist's life before, and now just going all the way back to because you've been with me all my life, from the day I was born, through my youth, and even till now. Verse seven. I have become as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. You know, if there's something we want to be saying, let it be praise and glorifying God all the day. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but that isn't always the case, right? It always, hasn't always been the case, right? Uh, there's a lot of things I've said that I've regretted. You know, and I, I just remember getting to a point back in when I was a teenager and I was listening to all kinds of hip hop, rap and just profanity laced songs all the time. And I would get to a point where I'm listening to those and it was conviction that would come. I wasn't walking with the Lord, but definitely conviction from the Lord. Like that is absolute filth and trash. 
And I'd get to the point where like, I can't even listen to it right now. It's just that overwhelming thing, uh, that feeling of, of just dirty. Like this is, this is negatively affecting me in every way. But the opposite of that would be acknowledging God and, and letting our mouths be filled with praise and with uh, his glory uh, all the day. Verse 9, do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. Uh, I like that. So we see the psalmist saying from my youth, from birth, and now saying, take me all the way through till when I'm old. And when I'm old, don't forsake me then. Not because the psalmist thought, it's just a prayer. The psalmist didn't think like, oh, okay, as soon as you get some gray hair, uh, or it, then, then then that's it, you know, or, or as soon as your strength fails. I uh, um, had a few conversations with uh, some people in their 70s, uh, this, this, even this past week, and and just hearing them say, you know what, I did this, 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 and this until I just couldn't do it anymore. And now they're, they're just saying, like, it's hard to even, like, bend down and tie my shoes now. Our bodies fail us. They're going to fail us. You know, the older we get, unfortunately, the more our body breaks down. That's just how it happens, right? Uh, and, you know, our, our skin and everything, uh, you know, gravity has a, a, a constant pull, right? <laughs> you know, so to maintain that fit physique or, or whatever that when you're 18, when you're chiseled and you're just like a rock or whatever. And, and then you get to the point where you're like, where did that go? <laughs> right. And we're trying to make sure that we're not falling apart here. We're what the psalmist is writing here is saying from my youth, remember, I know that you're the one that gave me life. And now here I am. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm acknowledging the fact that someday I'm going to get old. And and Lord, when I'm not when I'm old, don't turn away from me, don't forsake me. Like I said, not not because the psalmist thought that God would, but it's a prayer saying, just stay with me. I, I want you to be with me. I know you were with me when, from birth, through my youth, and now uh, even uh, until I, I get uh, old and my strength is 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 failing. And verse nine says, "For my enemies speak against me, and those who lie." Uh, and wait for my life, take counsel together, saying, God has forsaken him. Pursue and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Uh, so there's the, uh, there's the, we've seen very similar things written uh, through the Psalms already, that, that the enemy, when they think uh, that there's no help, that's when they're getting more bold, right? That's just how it works, right? Uh, you can look back to middle school and think, okay, when there's going to be a fight, there was never one guy walking into him, unless he was totally crazy. I, I have met a few of those guys. Will walk right into a mob of people and just start throwing hands, right? That doesn't happen much. It's usually when we've got the majority and we realize that they don't, right? That's I, I unfortunately, as a teenager, was a, was a part of that. Um, I uh, uh, just one night we were kind of hanging around Bucksport, and uh, these two guys found this one kid they didn't like in school. And, and they're like, hey, guys, jump in. You know, we weren't really close with those guys, but we did uh, football with them. And, and uh, so we're, all right, all right, and I'm in the van uh, with them. Yeah, we're driving in a minivan looking for these guys, hardcore, right? And uh, <laughs> But, I, I mean, uh, so we're in, the, we're in the van, and I'm going, we're going to get caught. We're going to get caught, and I'm going to get in trouble and all these things. And I, I, I'll tell you now that uh, even, even the dumbest things I did, the stuff like that, I was always scared to death. I'd act like I wasn't, but I was scared to death we, that we were going to get caught. 
you know, I, I remember sitting there one night like, I just got elected as, as one of the captains of the wrestling team. What am I doing here right now? Stupidity, right? Those, those things, the boldness, when we think we're going to get away with something, right? Oh, it's just foolishness. The, the boldness these guys had as we're driving around and everything. And, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's just foolishness. And um, the, the boldness in, and where they say here in, in verse 11, their boldness came. God has forsaken him. Pursue him and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Uh, we got him now. There's, there's no help. And um, as we cry out to the Lord, he's an ever-present help in times of need, right? Like the scripture tells us, ever-present help in times of need. Verse 12, oh God, do not be far from me. Oh my God, make haste to help me. Let them be confounded and consumed who are adversaries of my life. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek my hurt. Just, again, asking God to, to cover. And uh, when you look at verse 12 where it says, Oh God, do not be far from me. Uh, we always, it, there's a song um, Shane and Shane does uh, called Be Near, Be Near, Oh God. And that's an uh, amazing song. I love that song. That's one of them like, when I'm riding on the interstate or whatever and I hear that song, I'm like the speakers go to 50. I'm trying to get it to like 80, you know, because it's just such a powerful song. You know, just asking God to be near to us. Uh, when the Lord is near to us, right, uh, then then uh, our enemy's never going to have any any favor and uh, never going to have a victory. When did the, When did the enemy have victory? Especially when you look back in the Old Testament over over Israel, when Israel was was wandering away from the Lord, and God would use enemies to give them a spanking and put them back in line where they needed to be, you know that. But asking God to not be far from us, oh, make haste to help me, come come be right next to me. The psalmist is writing, verse fourteen. But I will hope continually. I will praise you uh, yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, of yours only. So there's a, there's a lot packed in here in these uh, few verses. Uh, here's another time where the word continually is listed in verse 14. So you, you sense the theme, right? God's continual uh, faithfulness, that we can continually cry out to him, that there's that, that continuous seeking that God wants to happen in our lives. And, and uh, here it says, but I will hope continually. Uh, we see uh, that, that uh, being uh, said here you know, from someone who would understand what it would mean to hope continually, that, that uh, if this, in fact, was David writing it. David always had somebody, it seems, uh, you know, after him. You know, there'd be a short time of, of uh, I can get a breath, and then, wait a minute, now this guy, now that person, and, this, you know, all of those things. Now, uh, whether this was David or not, uh, there are times where we can just feel like, that, you know, the battle's wearing us down, but we can hope in the Lord uh, continually. Look at verse 15. It says, My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day, for I do not know their limits. You know, God's righteousness and salvation. Is there a limit on his salvation and his righteousness? No, is what the psalmist is saying. I can speak of it all day because there's no limit of it. You know, we could reflect on our lives every day and reflect just, just what God has done in our lives 
And then you start looking at what he's doing in other people's lives. And as we're sharing that, we know that he's been faithful and, and so much more. That, that we can continuously boast in the Lord's uh, righteousness and in his salvation. Because, you know, how often uh, do we get discouraged by what's in the news? Right? I, I, know, I know there are many of us that are just like, I'm deleting all my news apps. I've heard that from countless people. I don't even watch the news or, or, or those things. Or it's refreshing. Someone's like, you know, I've found this one person, and all they do is say, this is what happened today. This is what happened here. This is what happened here. But even that can wear on us, right? And we can see, oh, man, look what happened here. And we want justice. We want righteousness, right? Because unrighteousness, look at, look at the result of unrighteousness. You know, half of the, what you see in the news, and that's probably being conservative, uh, half of what we see in the news is is heartbreaking. Like, oh, man, look what just happened here. Oh, look what just happened there. We want righteousness. We want a righteous judge. We want one that will provide salvation. And uh, verse 15, my wife, uh, my, my wife, my mouth <laughs> shall, like I said, like you guys know, right? Sunday evenings is like, be gracious, right? <laughs> because I'm up here and I have no idea sometimes what comes out uh, or what comes into my head. And I'm, uh, yeah. So it's Sunday evening uh, once again. There, I think that's my third one in a row. I've had to remind you what day, uh, you know, and, and the reason why. But my mouth shall tell of your righteousness, your salvation all the day. I could talk about what how good God is all the day is what's being said. For I do not know their limits because there are no limits. That's what's what. It's a uh, it's a play on words. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness of yours only. You know that uh, there's uh, no other way really for us to move forward. Right? Is there is there a better way uh, for us to move forward? I will go in the strength of the Lord God. When we've been strengthened by the Lord to to face the day, uh, guys. I. Uh, we can uh, we can face medical issues. We can face financial work, uh, stresses at school, just uh, all of these things. But if we every day are committing that day to the Lord and saying, Lord, give me the strength to get through this day, he's going to give us the strength to get through the day. Whatever we're facing, if we start our day and just ask the Lord to be with us, oh, for I will go in the strength of the Lord. I will make mention of your righteousness of yours only. Right. Notice the psalmist isn't saying of my righteousness and and and, you know, yes, yours, but also mine, because we all know there's none righteous. No, not one. Right. So there's not if we're going on our righteousness, we're going to be like there's this one time when I was seven that I didn't do a bad thing when I, I, I you know, or whatever it was. Right. You know, it's it's few and far between. Right. If we're being honest with ourselves, you know, there's no no other way. Uh, uh, to go through a day than trusting the Lord, and there's no other righteousness than the Lord's uh, that we should boast about. You know, if we're going to be boasting in anything, boast in the Lord's righteousness and his faithfulness. Verse 17. Oh God, you have taught me from my youth, and to this day I will declare your wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, oh God, do not forsake me until I declare uh, your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. So there's that theme of continual uh, praise and, and seeking God and 
Um, you know, I, my praise to you shall uh, continually uh, shall be continually of you in verse six and um, and verse fourteen. But I'll hope in you continually. Uh, this is another picture here in, in seventeen and eighteen. You know, from our youth until we get old. You know that uh, that uh, as we walk through those days and uh, and here comes the so any of you young uh, young guys uh, here and ladies here. Just remember somebody just telling me, yeah, 16, like, yeah, 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 I know you hate school and everything, but don't blink and it's going to be over. And then, boom, I'm like, okay, school's over. Well, it seemed like it went fast and everything, but the rest of my life's going to stay slow. And then uh, 1998, I enlist in the military. Before I know it, 2021, I'm retiring. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Where did 24 years go? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, whoa, okay, so you know that put me at 41, you know, and there's just, yes, a lot happens, but it, it, it's it's crazy from our youth, and, and and I can say this as a, you know, I got my gray here, salt and pepper going right here, so I can include myself in this, from my youth to my salt and pepper uh, phase here, you know, oh God, you have taught me from my youth, that he's saying that, that the Spirit of God has been uh, ministering. Uh, to him as even as a youth and to this day I will declare your wondrous works now also when I am old and gray-headed now I'll say I'm 43 I don't consider myself old I'm definitely older than I was yesterday uh, and I'm older than when I was in high school or uh, uh, but but I uh, I don't know about you guys but I notice how old I am when I see kids that are younger than me Zach um, <laughs> that that I remember being born, and here they are as a teenager sitting here looking at me smiling. Like I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so that was what 13 years ago. 13 years ago. That's when. I, or you guys ever kind of been caught uh, off guard when you're like, when did that movie come out? <laughs> and you're like, 35 years ago. I was eight. <laughs> right, and it's depressing. You know, and I think of music, and I'm like, oh, that album, yeah, that was just five, 20 years ago. Wow, okay. You know, so we, uh, it's funny because the, the girls, uh, since we went down to Disney, and uh, they've uh, they've been like, what is all this Star Wars all about, right? Because we're not a big Star Wars family, I'll share that. Uh, and we get down there, and there's like Star Wars, Wars World uh, at, at Hollywood Studios, right? So we, we go in and they've got these, you know, this big Millennium Falcon out there and the kids go on the ride. So they get a little excited. And then the kids now are trying to inform me like what Star Wars is. And I'm like, guys, I, I know, right? You know, and I'm trying to tell, oh, oh Anakin. they're like, oh, Anakin Skywalker. And this is, you know, I'm just like, no, he ends up being the biggest jerk ever, right? You know, and they're like, no, but he's, see, look at him, he's a cute kid and everything. And I'm like, yeah, for now. But then, I, you know, as a, as we're going back, they, the kids were playing a movie here uh, over the weekend, and uh, they're explaining it to me. I'm like, yeah, I remember seeing that when your mom was pregnant with Madison, our oldest. And, and I'm like, guys, I've seen this movie, and they're trying to explain to me, oh, hey, this character. And then you realize how fast it's gone from our youth until we get old is a blink. You know, when, when, uh, when James describes life as a vapor, Right. We understand that as we get older and we start looking back. But when we're younger and we're looking forward. Right. Oh, if, you know, just think of, OK, when you were 15 and somebody mentioned the age 70, you'd be like, 
that's a long ways away. I don't have to think of that, right? And then there were times, you know, when I'm at work and I realize, okay, I'm early in my career. Do I really need to worry about this? And, this? and everybody's like, maybe not right now. If you're wise, yes. But if you're going to put this off, don't put it off past this point because then you're going to have to focus on it and you're going to you're going to wish you did this then. You know, all those types of things. You know, but this is this is boasting about about the Lord, the the Lord teaching and and asking the Lord to be with as it says in verse 18, now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. That there's a mission that has to happen. You know, and it's not what they're saying here is don't for, uh, you know, do not forsake me. It's saying just stay here with me. Obviously, that's that's the uh, the the prayer here. But they're asking, you know, don't don't let my time on earth be done until I can declare your strength to this generation. That so that's encouraging. It's encouraging to me because being 43, I don't even speak today's language. I thought I did. I thought I'd kind of kept up on things. No way. You ever tried to read a text from a teenager? It's like, it's all IDK. It's got all kinds of these little, I can't even think of them all, right? It's a different language. You know, Amanda, how many languages do you speak? So she she can just, she's speaking in Mandarin. I, I, sorry to, to spoil anything. Speaking in Mandarin to somebody at, at a restaurant, telling them about Jesus, you know, and just being able to speak, right? I thought I could just, but I'm not going to, it's going to look weird if a 43-year-old gray-headed guy comes up and tries to talk like, you know, yo, dudes, what's up? They're going to look at me and go, old man, okay, what? how can we help you, sir? Which would be a generous way of saying, can you go away, please, right? But there's a, there's a, there's a, 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 um, a genuine desire in the heart of this psalmist to proclaim God's goodness to the next generation. So just saying, hey, you know what? I know, you know, from my youth you've been with me and, and you've sustained me and uh, someday I'm going to be, uh, you know, old and, and gray-headed, it says. And, uh, you know, don't be done with me uh, until uh, I can declare your strength to this generation and your power to everyone who is to come. So uh, in our study on uh, Wednesday nights, we're in Exodus, right? And the Lord is establishing things uh, like the Feast of, of Unleavened Bread or the consecration of the firstborn. And what he's doing is he's telling them that when your children ask uh, in, in, in the next generations to come, that you're supposed to tell them and explain to them uh, what, uh, sorry, uh, Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. I think I said consecration of the firstborn. I meant Passover uh, and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. When to be able to be ready to explain that to to speak of God's like it says here, uh, your strength to this generation of your power to everyone who is to come. You know when you can look back and say, you know what, I was dealing with this in my life, or or this happened in my life, and this is how God uh, showed His power and His glory, and I was a and, and being able to share that. Grab their attention and say, "You want to? You, you want to know why I'm in my Bible every day? You want to know why I, I want to tell you about the Lord? Why uh, you know we're in church is because God has been so good to me. He's been so faithful to me, and I just want to declare that to the next generation that's coming. What a, those verses 17 and 18 just so powerful. They really they encompass everything from youth until the day we get old and gray headed. 
that we'd want the Lord to be with us each and every day from there. Verse 19. Also, your righteousness, O Lord, is very high, uh, which means the height of heaven. <clears throat> you, uh, For you have done great things, O God, who is like you? Um, that's a rhetorical question. You know, there, there is no one uh, like the Lord. It's, it's a statement. Verse 20. You who have shown me great and severe troubles shall uh, revive me again, you know, and, uh, and bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Uh, so uh, that the Lord has carried uh, them through great and uh, severe troubles and revived them then and uh, asking for the revival uh, to continue uh, from the Lord. Bring me up again, it says at the end of verse 20, from the depths of the earth. Uh, those are, uh, you know, whether this was a physical death that was facing them or times where we've believed that, you know, I, this is it. This is going to be the end of me, uh, that the Lord has been the faithful one, you know, that, that they can boast of, that the psalmist can boast of. And, and we can when we accurately reflect upon what the Lord has done in our lives. Verse 21, you shall <clears throat> increase uh, my greatness and comfort me on every side. Now, that isn't a command to God. You shall increase my greatness. No, what they're saying is, Lord, I know you're going to do a great work and that you are going to uh, continue to be uh, faithful and you're going to give me comfort on every side. Lord, I've, I've brought these uh, these things to you of these enemies that are pursuing me and I've asked you to minister and help me. I know you're going to, and I know you're, this isn't the end for me. And I know that you're going to increase me and that you're going to give me comfort on every side. I don't have those now, but I am going to. Verse 22. Also with the loot, I will praise you and your faithfulness. Uh, oh my God to you. I will sing with the harp. Uh, oh, holy one of Israel. That's just a declaration. I'm going to use musical instruments to praise you because this is a person that is uh, you know, writing songs. They're musicians. So they're saying, I'm going to praise you how uh, I know how to. Now, some of us uh, you know, can't uh, necessarily grab a hold of a guitar and try it 150 times. It's just not going to work. I've got a brother whose fingers are like that thick. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it, and he's just tried to play. He tried years and years ago to learn the guitar. He's like, it's not going to happen. And they're short and stubby. Right. And it's really and I've got these little I've got little hands. You guys remember the, the Burger King commercial where they're saying they can't eat the big thing, you know, because I've got these little hands. That's me. I have little hands, but they're skinny so I can make my way around, uh, you know, on a on a guitar neck and those things. But, man, for some people, it's difficult. You know, they have big old hands. And that's going to be tough. May not be uh, using, you know, a, a harp or a guitar, a stringed instrument, or anything. But all of us can lift our voices to the Lord, right? Some of us are more bold to do so in front of others, right? And uh, some of us would rather just do it in the car, <laughs> so nobody else can hear, right? And uh, and just just singing, singing, and and that you know your voice hitting the windshield, and you can you can have that time with the Lord. But that's it, it's important for us to praise praise the Lord and to sing to him. Verse uh, 23 says, My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you and my soul, which you have redeemed. You know, knowing uh, you know, where our help has, has come from, 
is going to get us to a point where our lips are going to greatly rejoice in what God has done. When we can look back and go, oh man, everything you've done in my life. You know, if we're honest and we're looking back at our lives, uh, we shouldn't probably have a time where it's hard to think of, you know, should I, you know, I, I need to stir up something to make me excited about praising God. You know, we usually don't have to, sometimes we don't even have to look past breakfast, right? You know, that, that's, that's the way it can go. And, uh, but just, just praising God for, for what he's done. Verse 24, my tongue shall, uh, also shall talk of your righteousness all day long for they are confounded for they are brought to shame who seek my hurt. Uh, so of all these things, yes, I, there's, there's the crying out because people are, 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 are coming after, uh, or pursuing the psalmist and just like, whatever. You know, the focus can't stay on that long, right? The, fo the focus of the psalmist is saying, I'm going to praise you continually. And, and I'm going to sing and I'm going to trust you continually. My hope is in, in you continually. I know that you you were there when I was born and you're going to bring me to this point uh, where where I'm old and gray-headed, it says. And, that, and I pray for opportunities to share in the generation that all of the, the, the mess and the craziness kind of faded away, didn't it? As we start reading in the psalm, and the focus goes on to the Lord and, and how much uh, the Lord can be trusted and uh, how much the Lord has done in the psalmist's life. So the, 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 the shift changes from the circumstance uh, to how good God is and that the, 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 the boast in the Lord uh, can continue here. I love here, I, I know I'm going backward, but I love how it says in verse 20, you have shown me uh, great and severe troubles, uh, shall uh, uh, you who have shown me uh, great and severe trouble shall revive me again and bring me up again from the depths of the earth. There's that again that God can be trusted, right? So as you're going through here, it's the faithfulness of God uh, that we can look at and and be encouraged by. You know, the, the word continually being uh, put in here in, in verse 6, uh, verse 8, uh, for continual prayer, continual praise in verses 6 and 8, and continual hope. Uh, in the Lord, because guys, the life is hard, <laughs> right? We live in a fallen world. Uh, we may not have a physical enemy pursuing us like the psalmist did. Uh, we may be being pursued by, uh, you know, thoughts. We may be being pursued by a difficult situation uh, that, that we just can't escape. What we can learn from this is the Lord who was there and gave us the breath of life is going to be with us continually as he was through our youth and through our lives, and he's going to carry us through that we might be able to share stories of his faithfulness to the next generation. You know, when we when we have that proper perspective, uh, whatever's happening in our life, we know, hey, you know what? This is, this is going to eventually pass by, and in the end of it, I can share how good God was to carry me through. So um, I was going to get into Psalm 72. I have all the notes, but... Uh, we're going to end there um, this evening, and uh, <clears throat> I'd like to just uh, take some time for any of us that would um, would like to pray. Um, Corey, would you mind hitting the the finish button on the bottom of that? Um, 